Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Come on, prepare for first positions, everyone. Yo, go. And action! Hello and welcome to episode 356 of the Filmmakers Podcast. This is a podcast where we talk filmmaking, from indie film to studio films to TV to documentaries to commercials and everything in between. How to get them made, how to make them and how to try not to F it up, in our very humble opinion. I'm Giles Alderson. I'm a writer, director and a producer. And on today's show, we talk about making movies... For under £200. Myself and Dom Lenoir are joined by the fantastic director and producer Isaac Nabuana. Isaac, also known as Nabuana, IGG, is a Ugandan filmmaker. Um, he's the founder of the film studio Wakaliwood. Wakaliwood! And um, he started to gain fame after he uploaded his trailer for the film for his film, Who Killed Captain Alex, onto YouTube in around 2010, and then the actual film uh, in about 2015. And the film gained cult status, and it now sits at over 8 million views on YouTube. Isaac makes brilliantly fun action movies. When people say to him, hey, you should make uh, films about problems and about issues in Uganda, he says, but why? I want to entertain people. We live through that. Why not have something that's fun and entertaining? And his films are just that. They're so fun and entertaining and silly. And it involves some amazingly funny CGI. And they're just worth checking out uh, go on youtube for one and check out the trailers of his films but it would be super great if you rented one of his films to support him and everything that he does uh, you find out in this episode because basically um he set up his own production company ramon productions and they've made over 44 feature films the most popular ones are who killed captain alex bad black and dibatu sosala um isaac and Abuana is known for his action and violence uh, mixed in with the comedy of his films. And he does take his action films to the extreme, um, which mainly consists of gunfighting to kung fu, martial arts. <laughs> and he also has a video joker, or a VJ for short. And that person will watch the film and then translate the dialogue and insert their own jokes over the top, like a Ben Affleck commentary. If you've not heard a Ben Affleck uh, commentary of one of his films, it's definitely worth checking that out. Um, but it's like that. And he puts jokes over the top and it's, it makes it even funnier. So myself and Dom talked with Isaac about his talent, how he found it, why he wanted to make movies, why he was a big fan of Chuck Norris movies and action movies, and why he convinced his brother to borrow his brother's camera. And he taught himself to make movies. He taught himself to edit, which considering he hasn't got that much electricity in Uganda is a huge feat in itself. He talks all about building a team and how important that is and why he now 
now teaches actors and crew members to work on their craft constantly with the school he has set up there. And why he makes movies for under $200 and involves wonderful CGI to boot. This is the story of Once Upon a Time in Uganda with Isaac Nabwama. Now, the reason I say Once Upon a Time in Uganda is because it's he's also the star of a documentary. A documentary has been made of him making these films and it's called Once Upon a Time in Uganda which was directed by Catherine Schubeck and was the brainchild of Alan Hoffmanis who's a film festival director based in New York who went over to Uganda after seeing the trailer and uh, massively got involved in Raymond Productions and he's also been an actor in Wakaliwood as well in some of the films and the documentary documents Isaac's story it's wonderful. It is worth checking out. It is available now in cinemas around the UK and around the world. Um, so do go check it out. It's wild. It's a fantastic, fantastic documentary. This episode should be so inspiring for you. As Isaac, even though uh, he lives in poverty and has very little resources around him, he made it work as a filmmaker. He built his own props. He built his own Steadicam and camera rigs out of whatever scrap he could find at his disposal and he persuaded people from his town to not only be the crew but also star in his movies. You should be inspired by this and you can be inspired from this to go out there and do the same thing. Inspire people around you, create a team and go out there and do it. If, if this isn't inspiring for you then I don't know what is. If Isaac can do this in a town with no money you can do it where you are as well so that's all coming up for you on this week's episode of the filmmakers podcast i want to give a huge shout out to our regular hosts um, matthew butlerhart and tory butlerhart who are very very close um to the end of locking their feature film their latest feature film dagger that's very exciting. I cannot wait to see that. And also shout out to fellow host Phil Hawkins, who is right now in the middle of filming his wondrous action movie, Robin and the Hood. So big love to all three of you, and I hope it's going superbly well. Also shout out to Boland's Shoes. Um, this movie is being released on the 15th of September. It's getting a theatrical release as well. It stars Timothy Spall, Leanne Best, Mark Lewins-Jones, directed by Ian Poulsen-Davis and um, is produced by Terry Dwyer, the fantastic Terry Dwyer, who produced my feature film, The Stranger in Our Bed, which do go sport if you want. Uh, it's on Sky. Um, go watch it or Amazon Prime find it support but um, 15th of September at the Everyman in Muswell Hill there will be a screening of um, Boland's Shoes ahead along there if not it's screening around the country head to buffalodragon.co.uk and search Boland's Shoes I'll put a link to that in the show notes so do you want to learn how to finish your feature film the post-production demystified zoom course that we did for producers and directors is now available online it's only 33 dollars as well so it's an absolute steal because we go into details about what you should do in post-production how you go about it um it's done from a director producer point of view it's also done from an editor point of view and a post-production supervisor point of view all the paperwork everything you need 
to create to collect and create ready so, so that you can deliver it all alongside the finished film we go into massive detail about that you're interested right now it's $33 um, uh, online but that's only lasting for September so just for September it's $33 um, after that the price will go up so get on it now link to that is in the show notes it's an absolute deal um, how you can finish how you can learn to finish your feature film Right, let's get to it. This is myself, Dom Lenoir, chatting to Isaac Nambwama all about how he makes his movies, how he's created over 44 feature films and all for under £200 each. Oh, do bear in mind he is in Uganda and the connection isn't great at times and also um, he didn't have the best microphone so it is a little distant at times and it is sometimes hard to understand but I managed to work some magic on the audio and hopefully it's all right for you. But bear with it. Honestly, there's some gold in here, some absolute nuggets about how you can go out there and make your films too. And do that this week. I want you to do something about it. Please, please um, go make your films. Right, here it is. Enjoy. Hey, Isaac. There he is. Hello. Hello. <laughs> how are you? Very good. Very good. Right. This is Dom. Yeah. I'm Giles. Hello. Nice to meet you. Yeah, nice to. Really nice to meet you. Thanks for joining us, buddy. How are you doing at the moment? You good? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah? Editing here, eating alive. That's fabulous. Yeah, you uh, seeing the documentary as well, seeing where you edit. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, I, 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 I shot that movie during that documentary, but uh, I lost the footage here. Someone came in and stole my hard drives. No. So, um, no. I've been collecting where I was putting it, you know, normally nowadays save in different parts. So now it is a little bit like 80%, but at mm. least it is good. Yeah, yes. the way it looks, the footage is good. Oh, the movie good. is going to be great. The movie's always going to be great. It's an Isaac movie. Of course it's going to be great. Yeah. Fab- fabulous, yeah. fabulous. <laughs> what, what do you do now to back up your hard drives and stuff? Is that is that now, obviously after it gets stolen, which can be an absolute nightmare, you lose footage. Do you now have a system where you save it somewhere else? Do you back everything up or do you just keep taking the risk? No, no, no. I normally back on different hard, hard drives. That's what I do. On different right. hard drives and then I keep them in different areas. Wow. Yeah. I love it. Well, listen, thank you so much for joining us. We love what you do. This podcast is all about helping filmmakers go out there and make films. And what you do, incredibly, is just go out there and make films constantly and, you know, put them out into the world. Your own little system, Macaulay Wood, is incredible. And you're wearing a fantastic T-shirt, which uh, obviously you can't can't see it because we're on a podcast, but (laughs) the the merchandising there is is brilliant. We love it. Yeah, with Carly yeah. Wood. <laughs> it's our Carly Wood. <laughs> and I already now, I sometimes put on also Who Killed Captain Alex 2. Yes. I have another one with Who Killed Captain Alex 2 here. And I like that. Mm, yeah. That's cool. Merchandise is so good. People like merch. Hopefully people are buying your merch so much. And and people can pick it up now, right? You... Yeah, of course. They have been supportive. They have been supporting. Yeah, which is so yeah, important. Maybe we can put that in the show notes. Yeah, yep. definitely. Mm. Yeah. Anything to help you uh, continue making films. Tell us, how, how did you first... You know, even though uh, the, the amazing documentary Once Upon a Time in Uganda tells the story of this, I think our listeners should go watch this. But tell us about, you know, from your perspective, your start, why you wanted to make films in the first place. Yeah, I, for me, it is uh, filmmaking is, is, is like, uh, for me, it is a talent. 
I would say it is a talent is because it is it's part of art, and uh, it is you know art is is basically it's supposed to be a talent. Yeah, it is taught in schools, but uh, sometimes I I don't feel that it should be uh, taught the way it is it is taught. I remember uh, asking my you know a teacher one day that why are you paid? Uh, you have never even caught my hand to draw, hmm. but uh, you always put their things and then I draw them. So why are you paid? <laughs> you have never taught me anything. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so talent. I sometimes think this talent should be yes nurtured into professionalism. I think it is taught maybe where I, I did not reach, like the the university. Uh, I remember my teacher told me, "What paper do you do?" I said, "One, two, up to the end." I don't mm. have to say this, this, that. I do art. I'm an artist. You mm. just tell me to do it, and then I do it. So, because I have it, it, it is not forced. It is not forced. So, it is talent. So, that's why I'm saying that uh, filmmaking is also talent. It is a touch that you do. I've talked to many editors here. I've talked to many directors here. But when I look at their works, they're different from mine. And it's me who has taught to them. Mm. And because they have their own touch, they're also artists. You, some of them are very slow. Some of them are very fast. So it is something which is God-given. So it, mm. it drives you. It drives you. So it is in first place that really pushed me into this. It is art. I remember in 1983, when I was very young, my grandfather phoned me drawing and then said, hey, are you the one drawing? I was drawing the, the, the president. And then he said, you are an artist. I didn't know what he meant by that time. But now I know what he meant. I followed that word up to now. Uh, I'm an artist. But I would also say that uh, this art is not in one, you know, I can draw. I want the, the motion pictures. I, I want to do a lot of, you know, like the molding. I used to mold, but no one taught me. So it is, it is, it is a, 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 it's a big thing. But if it comes to this, there's also something like inspiration. Sometimes you get inspired. But yes, you might be inspired by something you cannot do. We have seen so many people are inspired and then they cannot do it. They cannot execute what they're they are inspired because of money or something. And then they go into like, say, so I've seen so many musicians who are inspired by big musicians and then they go into singing because they can talk. But they end up you know, not in the right place. So that's why I also I emphasize the word sporting. My father spotted me. My grandfather spotted me mm -hmm. that you are an, an artist. I remember my teacher spotted me when I was younger than even that year. They spotted me and they called me every time, every lunchtime, and then they withdraw for NASA section, you know, uh, the charts. And then they spotted me. So spotting is something that if you are spotted, you don't even get inspired. If you get inspired in that line, in that line, like the art, you are an artist and then you are spotted into art. Used to escape and watch movies. So it could come back and then demonstrate the movies for me. <laughs> and then I saw it. That is how I saw the movies in the first place. And then I said, yes. I can do it. I can do it, but I, I, I didn't know how to do it. But I was feeling that what he was telling me is, is easy. And I was seeing the signpost outside the cinema hall. And I saw that guy. He, was, he used to call himself Dr. Zunga. <laughs> uh, right. He was a crazy guy. And he was an artist <laughs> who used to draw those. Yeah, you know, I know, the way he was even dressing. You know? and, but he used to draw a lot of those signposts. I mean, that those are uh, movie posters. Mm. And he used to write in Kampala. Uh, he used to have a paint of paints, a, a pail of paints, and then, you know, brushes. And then whenever he go in Kampala, he writes something on the wall. 
Dr. Zunga here and then he puts an arrow and Aye. then you find it another in another place in another Aye. place so that's how I I, I I was admiring his art I was not admiring his you know like the, his rook but he was more a madman but his art was perfect he I remember he drew uh, Chuck Norris a cowboy you know ho holding a, a big gun and for me it was art yeah, and it was action <laughs> <laughs> so that is an inspiration from the what the talent i believe that i'm in love because i've been supporting many children in this area uh the, the dancers the the, the the musician the actors the makeup there's so many I, I look at them and then i know that that person can do this and i believe if this world had had, had professionalized the talent it would be a peaceful world mm-hmm so, yes. so was it was it those kind of Chuck Norris movies or or other movies that you first saw and and were really inspired as a filmmaker, sort of moving from art into the the act of filmmaking? What what were the kind of stories that um, personally sort of made you really interested in going into storytelling in that way? Yeah, the truth is, I did not get a chance of watching movies. Uh, in cinema halls, the, the, mm -hmm. by that time the cinema halls were starting. I didn't get a chance, but my brother used to escape and go and watch the movies. So he could come back and tell you. I know most of the movies by the characters, the, the main characters. Mm. I don't know the movies. I, I know Buddy Spencer. Uh, he used to crush people with a fist. <laughs> that is Robert. <laughs> Robert telling me that, my brother. I know Roger Moore in Wild Geese. I know Bruce Lee. He used to say, yeah, with a chain. I yes. know Wang Yu. I know, uh, then later on, we got the, 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 the Schwarzeneggers, yeah. the, the, what, uh, the, the Rainbows and others. I know them by Robert's explanation, Robert's demonstration of action, and the way he, I think it was exaggerating. Because if I watch these movies now, they are not as interesting as Robert used to demonstrate mm. them. Yes, no, you're right. So, yeah, yeah. I, that is how I know the movies. So when I make my my action movies, I try to be as much as perfect as Robert used to want it. Maybe because he, maybe he wanted it to be that. So I try to do it exactly perfect. I think that's fascinating because it it sounds like your brother has, um, you know, before before you've even watched movies, mastered the art of pitching a film down to its very core elements of what characters are about. So you've really learnt, um, you know, as your sort of foundation of filmmaking, what the core of a good character is, what makes them unique, uh, what makes the stories exciting, um, and it's it's great that you've had your your family kind of enter into your your own experience and and the foundation of your film career. Yeah, it, it was not easy, in fact, to convince Robert that we can make a movie. Mm. That is one thing. I remember in nineteen eighty eight. I told him that we can make, after, you know, uh, uh, learning Kung Fu, uh, summer souls, flipping and everything, I told him that, you know, we can make a movie. He said, no, you don't, you cannot, you need money, you need millions of dollars and something yeah. like that. And I said, how much is a punch? How much is a kick? How much? So we used to, you know, do sparring. And then I was like, no, but he, he won that, he won that. Uh, he won because I did not have a camera. <laughs> so I was like, oh, yeah, maybe you're right. Yeah, but yeah, you can't anyway, make a movie without a camera. In 2005, yeah. yes, in 2005, 2006, around there, I convinced him. And the way I convinced him, we had shot a lot of, you know, stuff, footage. And then I, he was not convinced again after editing a little of it. 
but what convinced him is sound not yeah. everything sound convinced him yeah when i made the first sample I, i got a bottle i yeah. recorded it i called it a poof and then i put it on the punch poof, poof, poof. and then oh, how did you do it it's like oh it's like a movie now it's sound <laughs> that made him believe it how funny but That's for brilliant. me i was already <laughs> I was I was already in it. And how how did you get your first camera to shoot your first movie? Did you was it rented or did you manage to buy something or borrow it off someone? Yeah, I I borrowed it. I borrowed it from a a, a friend. Uh, yeah, our neighbor. They had a small it was a Samsung, a small Samsung camera, very small. And then he used to in fact he used to steal it from home and then give it to me and then I use it and then give it. Uh, that was stealing not even borrowing. <laughs> I love that. So so once you've done that and you've sort of gone, oh hang on, I can put pictures and add sound and did you le- you've obviously learned to edit as well. But that's not easy. It's it's difficult generally. Uh, especially when, you know, you're living in Uganda and you haven't got lots of money. Uh let's say ha- talk us through that and how difficult that was to sort of you know, how did you do it? How did you go, okay, I'm just going to put this into my laptop and do you even have a laptop? Talk us through that whole process of going, look, I want to be a filmmaker. I've got a camera. I've shot something. You know, how did you do it? Yeah, it is a long story, but I will, I will try to make it a little bit brief. Sure. Um, I was making bricks by that time. And then uh, I said, let me go into what I want. That is movie. Mm. But when I was going there, I found out that oh, there was a need for music. I mean, most of my friends and brothers were musicians. Then I started, you know, going into music, but I didn't know, I don't know music. I don't know even how to dance. I have never <laughs> been at this discotheque. But I tried in my level best, and then I started a, a music studio in my room. So Brilliant. it was a wrong story. It was not easy making that studio because I am not a musician. I had to teach myself the software of making music. That is FL. And I got it by chance. But I taught myself FL for like three months. And until that night, it was very late at night, and then I found where the drums are. I had it work my my wife that, oh, wake up, we have, now the, the studio is here. So anyway, <laughs> I live alone the studio because I, I had, uh, the way I bought the first co- computer, it was uh, comp- Pentium 2 Compact. Yeah, uh, yeah. Which I bought from the, yeah, the saving of uh, uh, the, the, the bricks, selling bricks, and then it's saved. And then I bought a computer. It was uh, powerful. I compared it to the to, to the, the the price. It was it was a, a DJ's you know computer. He, I think he was broke, and then someone a blocker you know brought it to me, and then I bought it cheaply. So when I bought it, I I, I kept it somewhere. It had a lot of music in it, and then uh, like one month later, they came with good money, and they wanted it, and then they said, let us take that computer. We give you another one, and then we give you money. I said, no, I want this computer. And then I kept my computer. So that computer was, they were all sharing the same desk. I had a bed on this side, a mm-hmm. desk here, a computer, another computer, and then another computer facing the bed. I was always sleeping on my bed, and now I was learning Adobe with the help button mm. of Adobe. Mm. So I opened it. Those days, Adobe had uh, a help button without mm-hmm. internet. Nowadays, if you go there, you need internet. But those days you did not have internet. So it was like a book. So I read. Those days I was also typing uh, exams for my school. So I think if it is 
uh, a master degree. I need a master degree in Adobe. <laughs> I learned Adobe. Oh my God. So you literally taught yourself <laughs> Adobe Premiere Pro and taught yourself to edit yes. and to make music yes. at the time. That is incredible. Mm. I love it. I love that. Which means that you must have really wanted to do it because to, to put yourself through anything like that, it's, yeah, you've got to really focus and push yourself because it's not easy was it was it difficult going from because you've obviously you've learned the the technical side um which as Giles says is is is, there's a lot to learn with with working an editing program how did you then sort of work out um how to master you know when to cut the the shots um sorting through everything finding those I mean had you already started to understand uh, when you were filming, which shots you'd want and how they would fit together? Or, or was it a lot of trial and error? Or, or was it then watching movies at this point to sort of understand? No, no, no. It's not watching movies. But for me, as I told you, I was an artist. You know, I used to draw a lot of comics. And it was basically football. I used to draw ah. a lot of comics. So if it comes to camera angles, I think I had already got it uh, from got childhood. It, yeah. That is, Brilliant. I used whenever they give me exercise books, so you draw comics. I like a comic, a goalkeeper holding the ball, passes it to something like that. Then you have that in you. In you. Uh, so it, what was difficult for me was uh, especially writing a script. Because the first movie mm. never came out. We did not have a script, but we had the idea. So yeah. we went every day. I, I gather Robert's team because he had started the Kung Fu team. So I gather them and then we go every Sunday at somewhere at, uh, near the Lake Victoria. And then mm -hmm. we shoot. But then we just think of anything. And then we say, let us, these guys find this, then this, let's do that. But what was so difficult for me, I, which I never realized as we were working, is that every time we go, people change their clothes. Yeah. Mm. So some, you, you want to connect when you are editing, you find someone is entering a, in a blue shirt, he comes out <laughs> in a red shirt. So it is, so it is not working. <laughs> so I realized that later. Continuity so I learned on set. Yes. Yeah, continuity, yes. I learned on set a lot of, you know, stuff. Yes. Yeah, I, I learned a lot of stuff on set. And uh, the writing itself, I had, by that time, I had so many musicians around me. And I was now uh, filming mu music videos uh, for them. Uh, I remember uh, we, we had the first music video played on TV, the big TV in Uganda, and people were all over the, wow, I mean, wow. the, the village is shouting music videos on TV. So we were now becoming a little bit big in music. Right. So uh, we got many friends now coming from different parts of the country. So once someone came from a different country, district, came to me and brought a friend who had a play, a written play, but wanted to make a movie out of it. For me, it, for me, it was not a play. I had to help him. I went to his own village. I shot the, 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 the script, and then I was learning how the script is written. And from there, I now know how to write my own script. So he did not have a professional script. It was not a professional one. It was, but he had never gone to school. He was also a self-taught, you, know, uh, you know, a play writer, in fact, actor also. So, but he had a, a, a good arrangement. And during the, the shooting of that, uh, of his play and into a film, I learned a lot on set. And this time I was in, away, like 120 miles away from Kampala. So 
I was learning even the village life, which I've, I'd never been in. I was also learning how to conduct a people, how to talk to people, because the movie was rejected by the Muslim community. And it was about a, a Christian boy marrying a, a, a Muslim girl. So that, oh, that wow. conflict. So, yeah. and it was already a play on stage. So the community knew what was filmed. So I learned a lot of, you know, how can I connect people together? How can I? Because when I realized that, I realized that later. In fact, the guy did not tell me when he took me there. I realized it as we are almost on our way, like half halfway in the movie. That's when I realized there is a problem. People are not, you know, you know, you know, giving us, you know, locations. People are not giving us, you know, like the drum shield. There was a drama group which was supposed to be. So I learned a lot how to change instead of doing this. Uh, if we wanted the, like a, a drama group and then we don't have it, what is the the op I mean the, the 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 solution for that? So that's why I learned a lot of improvisation. Yeah, nice. it sounds yeah. incredible. I suppose, you know, in terms of budgets as well, right? Is it a case of you're just doing it with whatever you can get your hands on? You know, in terms of you've got some amazing guns in here and you build everything yourself. You build bits and pieces did it just start small and then just grow did every time you went okay well i'm gonna shoot another scene or another bit or a new movie did you just go okay well now i need that piece of equipment so i'm gonna build it or i'm gonna borrow it or try and get your hands on it somehow talk us through that process because i think what like i say what you've done is very inspiring and what a lot of filmmakers don't do is go out there and make stuff and you've absolutely done that so your process of going from okay yeah i can do this I can shoot stuff, but then building up with your equipment and your team, talk us through there. Yeah, it is. Uh, I, I said I talked about improvising. Yeah. yeah, for me, sometimes I want something better than what I can afford, and then I improvise, and then we think if we if we look at it and then we cannot duplicate it, let us then think of another. But it is always the team. I mean, I have built a team for years now, and uh, it was not easy. As I told you, sporting is a very crucial thing. So uh, when these people started coming to me. I had to spot talent among them, like Dawuda, who is building now the staff uh, and, and his team. They were spotted. They did not come as, you know, uh, people who were able, you know, of building anything. They did not come with that. They wanted to be film stars. But for me, I was seeing potential in them. Then I told them that let us do this. Sometimes I first do it and others try to, you know, to, to work with me and then they do better than me. And then I say, yo, you are better than me. So then you, you, you lead this department like the, the, that department. So it is basically that. That is how I spot talents. Uh, people sometimes are, are, are quiet. People sometimes they don't want to open up what they, their ability. Mm. But what, the, way, the, the, the best way of, you know, making people to open up their ability is working with them. This episode is brought to you by Accenture. A better you starts with better hydration. Accenture is on a mission to inspire people to do what matters most. Their proprietary ionization process transforms water from any source into ionized alkaline water, providing water that's 99.9% pure with a pH of 9.5 or higher. Essentia overachieving H2O, the number one ionized alkaline water. Shop now.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. It sounds like you've um, you've got people on board by finding what their natural abilities are. Um, and, and that's the way you've kind of built your team, you know, before you had any kinds of, of budgets in place. And it's it's finding people that are looking for something where they're, they're, they've got a natural talent or they can work with other people. Is, is that the kind of the collaboration that started everything for you? I think no, and I, I say yes, because uh, I started without anything, uh, without mm-hmm. anyone, apart from my wife and, and, and uh, my daughter, <laughs> who we have to leave uh, by yeah. that time. <laughs> yeah. And then we started bringing people together. Uh, with the music, that is how I brought people together. Mm-hmm. And uh, with film, I had to start, because some people, after watching what I did, they came. And they want, ah, okay. oh, many people want to be in, in my movies. I don't do auditions. People just call. They always call me. And then they want to be in the movie. Just a, just a few minutes ago, someone I was sitting with someone here who, who, who is doing capoeira. And he wants to be in my movies. Just Brilliant. he showed me what he can do. Yeah. And you were like, well, he can yes. fight. Obviously, he can do the kicks and do all the spins. You're like, yeah, great. And Come and be in the movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and the fact that he reaches out to you or she reaches out to you, whoever it is, the fact that they're doing that shows that they want to be in front of camera and you're going, yeah, cool. You want to come and be in my movie? Yeah, you've obviously got the confidence. Come and do it. That must be great. How do you then get performances out of you know, people if, if it's not suddenly there, they aren't? You know, because suddenly being in front of a camera can be frightening sometimes. And suddenly that big bravado you had going, yeah, I can do it. Suddenly goes, oh, God, no, no, I can't. Um, I'm self-conscious of how I am. How do you then as the director, you know, work with them to get uh, a performance that you want out of them? Yeah, some people are excellent. Mm. Like my, my son, Isaac. Yeah. He was yeah. excellent. Sometimes uh, these people, the new people who fear camera, uh, sometimes I just put a camera before them. I, I, I record. And then I tell them that I'm not recording. Can yes. you do it for me? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then they do it better, yeah. better than when I say action, yeah. they don't. Yeah. They, yes. don't they, they, they fear that, yeah. that, that action. Yeah, so fear sometimes I, 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 I cheat. I cheat. Yeah. And then I get the right thing. Right. I, I, love, I love the fact that you're, you've learnt things that are so well known in the industry but without having ever learned them in the the sort of the traditional way and you've you figure things out purely by intuition I, I think it's absolutely fascinating how much you've you've sort of absorbed from your your understanding of art and, and people um do you do you think the do you think it's uh, there's a lot more filmmakers now in your in your community than than when you started is it is it easier for people to get involved 
Yes, yes, I've trained many. <laughs> I've trained many and they have also trained others. We have now many filmmakers in Uganda. Uh, yeah, I've trained and others have trained. And also when I started, there were some other, you know, filmmakers in Uganda. So we are now many. I think the industry is now not that when I started. I remember when I started, people could buy all the movies and say, I've watched all your movies. Uh, so mm. where are you? Where, where can I now go? So now at least no one can watch all the movies that are done in Uganda. <laughs> That's great. So your your budgets, like it's in the documentary, it talked about you know none of them were more than two hundred dollars. Uh, is this the case? Did you you made all your movies for under two hundred dollars? Uh, many, many of my movies, many of my movies, never reached that amount. Many of them, uh, and uh, even who killed Captain Alex did not make. I did not use that because that is a one M, almost uh, one million by that time. Right. I did not have that money. Where could I get that? I'm sure. <laughs> Where could no, I get exactly. a million? Yeah, yeah, so it was not easy. So it was the passion, the love, and everyone is, you know, coming together that made that movie. Uh, we talk of that, but it's not, uh, if we could, you know, meaning that if we could, you know, value everyone's effort, we could come out maybe with that one M by that time. But uh, we used little money in that movie. Yes. Did you, do you budget anything do you kind of put down a specific because obviously it was your funds it was your money you were putting into all these films your time again we putting your value on your time is almost impossible but the fact that you spent all your time doing this you know you should be getting paid lots of money for what you do but in terms of setting down an actual budget you know this is how much it'll cost for you know because the cgi you've got in your films is fantastic the explosions the guns you're building this you know the props it's great you know it's they, these movies are brilliant really good fun do you actually budget do you or certainly maybe you do now but back when you started did you do budgets did you say this is how much it's going to cost no i've no. never uh, got a chance of that as uh, i told you i'm a self-taught that mm. is normally done by these people who are taught in school they know yeah. how even to draw you know tables and something i have seen people drawing storyboards but um, for me the storyboard is in my head i if i come with a script and then i uh, outline it it's already in my head i know what to do i don't need to draw a storyboard i'm an artist i know how to draw but why should i even waste my time i have i know where it is going and the direction and everything so i get the whole movie and sometimes i even cram the the lines if you, I tell you to say them, and then I know if you say it, I know where you have gone wrong. So, yes, budgeting, I think it is for, I would say that, yes, nowadays it's a little bit tricky. As I told you, it's a little bit tricky that I need sometimes to budget for, like the transport. Some of them, I transport them. Thanks a lot to the, my, you know, people, my, my fans on Patreon, they contribute uh, to now the electricity, the stable internet. Um, I have Wi-Fi, I mean, uh, fiber. So I have a stable internet, I think, um, and electricity, which is, you know, not easy. Here, it's a little bit expensive. So, and also transport. Now, of the, some of the, I mean, the actors who are not, uh, who are far away from Wakaliwood, I can transport them if I have a shoot. But we are not even sitting as we used to do every Wednesday and Saturday because of transport. I cannot transport them all every day. So at least I now transport them during the, what, the when, when I need them most. So, yes, the budget comes in now a little, uh, which wasn't the case before. 
do you do you find that there are you're you're interested in moving up to to any particular sort of level of uh, of budget or have you found a flow where you're you're happy with the kind of um you know the stories you're you're able to tell and with the kind of actors you're able to use and the the kind of crew you've got around you I feel like I would need like one one million dollar and then see what comes right. out. I feel like if I get one one million dollar and then I see how I can come out with a, a movie, <laughs> I think that would be amazing. Yes, <laughs> but in terms of like things have changed for you, you know, in terms of you know who killed Captain Alex and the fact that you did the sequel and the TV show, uh, you know, and all this, you know, and your reputation in uganda and the fact that you do make movies you know it's, it's it's an incredible thing you've done have things changed you know in terms of selling bits and pieces i know in the documentary it was you were saying it's still very hard you're still not making money from your movies have things changed mm. now yeah i think they would have changed if it wasn't covid we were going positive i was right. seeing something mm. yeah but now you when covid came things changed a little uh, the marketing structures totally and when it, when we came back let's say uh, we had to 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 shift from dvd so we are now you know talking to telecom companies and others to to build for us you know platforms where we can sell online uh, yeah like netflix of uganda mm. so we are building one they're mm. building one for us it is uh, so we believe that that is going to be a new way of you know marketing so yes things changed we are not selling for the past like two years we have not been selling dvds uh, due to covid effects and also the dvds are outdated uh, people are now shifting to digital yes. so we want to now to market digital that is what I'm, I'm i'm looking after i want now to go place to place you know, uh, I mean, uh, teaching people how to download the app, how to uh, to watch a movie on their phones, how to watch a movie with the smart, you know, smart TVs, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Things are changing, yes. and Things also the international. Changing. Remember, during during COVID, we did not have people coming because we used to at least get money from uh, from the, the, the products we are selling, the, the, the T-shirts, like the the, the the cups and something like that from our store. Uh, people are not also coming to, to, to like in anyway. Now I still they are, now they have started coming back. Uh, we are now getting tours. I mean, tourists coming, and you know they also support. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's great. That's yeah, great. because your your main source of income before was you'd sell the DVDs on the yeah. street. You'd go around with the DVD of your movie, mm. um, which was you know yeah. it, it's it's just so you yeah, know get that budget back yourself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're trying to fight. You know, anything coming in pays for food and for you know keep the roof over your head, and that's that's incredible. And the fact your passion was like, well, I'm just going to make another movie and let's go make another one and build this amazing empire. You know, hopefully even bigger one day as well. Um, what what's your like let's say just let's let's go through a typical film for you let's say you're doing a new film right now how would you know for our listeners out there you know of making a movie for you know way under two hundred dollars how do you do it talk us through from the beginning coming up with the idea how you get people in uh through to shooting it and then editing it and then delivering it talk us through how you do it yeah normally when i get the ideas I get many ideas, but I, I need to choose which ideas shoots into what I need, what I have. And first of all, I need to think of the actors if I get the ideas. That is 
first of all, cutting the cost. Like, for instance, the new movie which I'm working on, it is called uh, The Clan Leader. Uh, uh, the, the main character is Isaac Newton because I, I introduced him uh, as a marketing strategy uh, sometimes back, but now it's now almost eight years without a new movie, him or seeing him in a new movie. So I is now old. He was around eight and something. Now he's 15. So I want, because he has a big audience here, especially the youth. So I had to bring a superhero movie because I'm seeing youth are more interested into superhero movies. So that's why I'm, I'm looking at him. He's my son. He's also doing the visuals, the graphics, visual, I mean graphics. So that is cutting the cost, first of all. And now I'm also looking at Robert's team, the, 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 the team which is going to fight him. And now, because it's going to be almost driving it, it's not normal as those normal movies have been doing. It's going to be in a, that superhero, you know, powers, something like that, fighting and also. So I'm looking at that team. So that team, Robert is also close to me. Uh, Apollo is staying behind here. Uh, Search is around here. Uh, Swaba is also staying with me here. So um, Dauda is very easy to get. So I'm also thinking about the team. So before even writing, because I write for people who I have. And this, you know, people who come in from far away, I just give them few roles in my movies. They yeah. play the extras. They become extras. Because they don't have time for me, they will not give me time. Uh, so that is how I start by budgeting, if it is budgeting. Right? So it is, it is a little bit down now. And then I also write a movie which fits into the locations which I can afford. Like the ghetto area where I stay, no one will, you know, question me. Uh, where, why are you shooting here? Why are you shooting there? So <laughs> I cannot budget for a, a corporate place if I don't have that money. Uh, but I can also include a corporate, at least hiring a corporate play, press and corporate cars and something. I could rather go with one, one, let's say, car. And that car comes in the ghetto. That is also unique, seeing that corporate mm. car in the ghetto. That makes it very, I mean, powerful. The shot will be powerful. Seeing people, poor people with a, you know, a, a, an exec, I mean, a luxurious car coming, passing by them. And then we know they'll all see it. They will, I mean, they'll bow down. And then that is all already a scene for me. I mean, mm. that is how I, I, I try to do my things. Because I also look at the community, the way I grew up, how they behave. I try to be as natural as much as possible to make it possible to, for, for the movie to flow and also to have the audience to be believable for my audience around. First of all, because I first, uh, I first work on my audience than, I mean, before thinking about the world, I first want the audience here to believe in me, to believe the movie is theirs, and then it will go all over. So that is how, but uh, then, then I call this team when I got the script, and then we start you know, scheduling, when are we going to shoot? We, we are a family. We also think, I know, I, I know, as I told you, I know what people are going through this, this period of, you know, after COVID period. I know what mm. they're going through. So I don't have to tell them that come every day, every day, every day. I need at least a good time, like maybe weekend. Let us do like Sunday, every Sunday, and then we shoot. So that is how yeah, it is cut, cutting the cost and it's not squeezing anyone. It is not, you know, becoming a burden to anyone. So that is how I do. When I get the footage, then then I edit it. Good enough. Uh, it is not that, that old days where we had the tapes. It's now the, 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 the chips. Are, they just put it in a laptop and then you edit. 
anywhere, wherever you are. And that is, I mean, it is easy for me to edit because I've been editing. <laughs> I think it is, it's like a daily thing, which I can do. Even on my, on my bed, I can edit. So it is very easy for me I to edit. edit. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Hi, I'm going to whisper some things to you now about crunch chocolate bars, because apparently this whispering thing is a thing that makes you feel things. It's saying something crunchy is coming in the candy wrapper language. Imagine your tongue hiking up those crispy, rocky ridges. Now, drum roll, please. Wow, that's good. Crunchy, munchy chocolate doesn't whisper. Turn up the bun with Crunch. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. And then in terms of the VFX and the, uh, you know, the SFX you put in, well, mainly VFX and CGI and the wonderful exploding heads and all the wonderful bits and pieces you throw in there. And you, you've obviously learned to do that. And it's very comical and very fun. And you talk about that as well in the documentary about how, how hard life is and can be in Uganda and especially where you are and how amazing it is to watch something that is so fun and that is, you know, just wonderfully silly and organic and the fact that people's heads blow up it's just wonderful talk a bit about that and you know why you wanted to do much more fun films in terms of you know their serious subject matters at the same time they are you know there's, there's a voiceover out there, the whole thing over the top of it all as well which is also hilarious yeah i i think i've told you that uh uh many people have been asking me why i don't do uh, you know, serious issues like malaria and what. Mm-hmm. And I always, uh, I'm saying it again, that I, I always tell them that I'm not, I send them to the Ministry of Education where people are learning. If they want to learn, if they want to learn anything. So for me, it is entertainment. I, I want to entertain people. Mm-hmm. I, I remember someone called me and was like, why don't you do malaria, uh, malaria movies? You know, we hear that Africa's got a problem with malaria. And then I told her that, uh, are you ready to budget to, to for the budget? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she said, "How much is a budget?" I just told her that I need a Hollywood budget because you are from America. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and you want me to do exactly what is you want me to do. So I told her that bring a budget that America does use in making a movie, and then I will do you a what a malaria movie. But this is art, and I'm very comfort, comfortable with it. You know, if I'm talking about art, I, I remember I, I told you it is it is talent, and talent is something which makes things easier. If you are spotted, if you are rightly spotted, and you are in that something by talent, you will not sweat. You don't sweat. You find it very easy to do. It's like growing this head. Mm. It is very easy for me. It does not take me even a day or a minute. I just shoot it and then it is grown. <laughs> so if you're building down a building, yes. yeah, it is very easy. So if it is that, that easy, but for, for the audience, because they, they don't know, 
for them they are from different angles of the world like for me like uh let, let, let me say, let me tell you something like uh if it is any other you know like uh, like a professional let's say uh, where I, where i'm not someone might find it very easy to do it to fix it but for me it is like it is so huge you understand what i mean so it is the same to me. Like the visuals, we were talking about the, the special effects. I make one and then I duplicate. Right. I And I keep it. Yeah. So if I want to reuse, I can reuse it. I can do something on green screen like fire, and then I will use it every time I want. Right. So it, so it is very easy. There are some, we keep some of these footages. Mm. I, I mean, some of these samples we, 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 we make. Like the sound. If I make it, I can keep it for another movie. Yes. So it becomes easier now. But before it was a little bit difficult and challenging, but now it is easy. And with this uh, technology, technology mm -hmm. coming also, things are becoming also fast and easy. So that's yeah. why I'm saying that uh, it, sometimes it, it is not that too difficult for me because I've been building, I've been building uh, the, the process of making the movies. Mm. It's really inspiring, you know, what you've done and what you're doing. Keep doing it. You know, it, it really is for our listeners listening and anyone out there to see your films to go, well, look, you know, he can do it. Isaac can go out there and create Wakali Wood himself on his own, create the term and do it in Uganda when, you know, you're living in places that really this kind of thing shouldn't be happening. And, and it's quite incredible what you've done and you've inspired a lot of people uh, and also given a lot of hope to your community as well. It's incredible. Mm. It's incredible. And your son's going to have a great career and so has so many other people around you in the film world, I imagine. Um, it, it's pretty impressive. Yeah. So well done. Yeah, thank you. Do you, um, do you have any advice to... Um maybe give yourself when you are starting out making films about um yeah think things that you found really difficult when you were starting your film journey yeah looking back now what i would advise i mean that what i would tell people especially the young generation is that they should you know believe in themselves yes mm -hmm. they need to read a lot but they should not forget that uh, reading that's no, i mean learning from reading uh, is not 100% right yeah and like uh, they should not be discouraged but by what they read uh, especially the budget you have to go out and make it yeah you have to go and try try what you are bland don't don't be discouraged it's bad sound no go and do it go and do it and know that it's bad someone tell you that it's bad sound but not the the books these were book written yes. the, the books a the lot people had you know problems on those days which we don't have I, 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 yeah. I believe you understand if I say that. People who wrote these yes. books, some of them had problems that we don't have nowadays. Mm. So if you read the books, they will still say the same thing. They will tell you the same thing. So if you are not wise, the books will you know, uh, take you the, the other way. And uh, if it is the budget, find a way. Find out, you know, working with a low budget. If it is a high budget, then that means there's a low budget and there's a no budget. At least a no budget. Because we live, we live once. Ah, I love that. So true. It's better to go make yeah. a film than not make one at all, uh, in my opinion. Isaac Nabwana, it's an absolute pleasure Nabwana. to talk to you. Thank you so much. 
yeah, yeah we really thank you for that. everything you've done listen keep going do your best because to keep going because it's incredible what you've achieved uh, I love your movies I think they're fabulous yeah. I love what you've done I've loved the documentary about you once upon a time in Uganda and uh, yeah thank you and what a great impact you've had on your community as well thank you I'm working on, on, on eating alive yes eating alive in Uganda at the moment right yeah. yes I, I'm great. finishing it you're finishing it you know yeah, you I'm do it. it done yes. okay yeah. good <laughs> <laughs> good good luck with it yeah very good luck with it and uh, yeah take care Isaac all the best to you thank you thank you Isaac bye 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 <laughs>